presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My House of Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is Scotty Via. It is Paralegal Mike. Hello, hello. Mike, how are you? I'm feeling good. <laughs> doing well, Scotty. Doing well. I like it. I like it, pal. Double uh, recording in a week. Yes, yes. You'll hear why a little bit later on. That's a little tease, Mike. A little tease for all the listeners up there on the ground. We got something fun coming up later on. But yeah, double recording this week. Uh, last week, we did the Crown Jewel preview show. We sure did. I will say, one, it was a good show. Very good show. Two. It, you know, it wasn't It wasn't a bad show in, yeah. in terms of Crown Jewel shows. No, we uh, had a nice little preview. I will say, uh, as one of the one of the two producers of this show, you're the other one. It's just us. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh it is me. Okay. I feel like we did our listeners a bit of a disservice by putting out a preview show a, pretty much a day before the actual event. We had still a, before the event. It is true, but I feel like we gave our show a little bit of a short shelf life. Uh, Sheldon, who is a very loyal listener that follows us on Twitter and Instagram and is very interactive with us. First of all, thank you for that. Said he listened, Sheldon. Absolutely. Great guy. Great listener. Uh, he listened to the preview show after Crown Jewel just to kind of go back and listen, get caught up, and uh, said he enjoyed the show, liked their pick. So, uh, one, thank you, Sheldon. Two, thanks for listening to that, even though the show is already over. Very much appreciate that. So, uh, I'm going to be a little bit more uh, aware of that coming into pay per views coming up. Obviously, we've got full gear coming up next weekend and Holy then Survivor fuck. Series. Yeah, the Survivor Series the week after that. So, uh, we're, we're going to try and be a little bit more on the ball with that um full disclosure mike for our listeners it's 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 been no secret mike 
that I have terrible internet at home. So, <laughs> oh, oh man, it's real bad. Plus, I got you know, I've got uh kids there, and by kids, I mean teenagers that are loud, they don't want to shut off their Wi Fi, all this shit. So, I've made adjustments to be in a different space when uh we record this podcast, and I think that better fits our schedules because we can do shows a little bit earlier in the week and get them out a little bit earlier for our listeners there. So, uh, stay tuned. We're gonna do everything we can to get a nice routine here for you and keep that up. But I do want to say that when it comes to preview shows, I'm going to try and get them uh, out a little bit earlier for all of us. And, and uh, so we can interact more before the show actually happens. Hey, I know. Uh, and before we get into talking about crown jewel, we talked about it last week. Uh, I went to the ringside wrestling show this past weekend here in Regina, Saskatchewan local uh, company here. Uh, they had their shows at the German club and, the winter weather is helping because it's not a sweat box in the, the German club like oh. it is in the summertime. Like I said, we, we kind of sat by the door. I almost feel like I needed to put my collar up. I'm like, am I going to a draft here down the shirt? But very Probably well. Nice on your migraine. Oh, dude, I was hurting. I literally, <laughs> I wanted to not go so bad because I had such a bad migraine, but I powered through uh, for the wife and uh, brother and sister-in-law. They all came out to the show, had a great time. So I apologize to, uh, uh, the ringside crew for not being very vocal or as vocal as we've been in the past, but um, it was a good show. I'm glad I went very good show, very well wrestled. The storylines are still connecting and making sense and are leaving cliffhangers where they, they need to. And we got new tag team champions as well this past show. So uh, I like, I like a title switch, Mike made made for a great little, uh, great little ending of that show. So check out ringside wrestling. You can follow them and find them on social media everywhere. But thanks for the great show. Really, really enjoyed it, even though I was not feeling the best. Mike. Scott. The, fo- the following day. The following morning at 11 a.m. our time. Oh. Crown Jewel. And I don't think we need to break down every match on the card. No. no, no, no. I, I, I think those days are kind of done unless we're talking manias or majors or as long as it's worth talking about. Right. Crown Jewel was a good card. We, we saw the matches you and I have talked and text about it uh, as well as UK Tom. He's been involved with uh, a lot of the texting and talking, which is always fun. We appreciate that. Mike, I'm going to say it's a good card. Like it was a good show, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be going back and watching it again. Well, I hear you. You probably what? won't want to. I don't know if there was that big of a standout. There really wasn't going back to, the history books to watch crown jewel Mm -hmm. uh you and i both were equal with our our picks um yeah great i thought i was doing real well you were doing real well to start that show real well i got i got really worried but things evened out i think the thing that hurt that show is a very predictable main event wow you know I, i i hate to say it hurt it but it didn't breathe any life into anything into the la Knight character into the roman reigns storyline the bloodline storyline the 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 grandeur of roman reigns being a champion for this long it didn't do anything it was just a match within the roman reigns title reign we kind of talked about it i think in the preview show that crown jewel like almost doesn't exist in canon sometimes for what's happening on tv or running major storylines for how I mean, the Saudis have input on booking the show, but yeah, I mean, as it turns out, that match was exactly what we thought it was. 
And it's unfortunate because I really don't think it did LA Knight any favors. Do you know, do you know what I think it did? I think it set up a match between LA Knight and <clears throat> Jimmy Uso. Great. You know, like I, I still don't know if that's like helping you. Like again, we've said it, and it should be um a mid-title that LA Knight's going for. You need to build your investment for this guy, and I I get it. He's over. Like we hear the crowds, but in matches like that, it just proves that I don't think they're invested to put him in a spot like that. And they shouldn't be to put him in. Don't shoot him to the moon. Like we've been saying, give him the US title, give him Give him the IC title. Let him run with it. Because really, in-ring work's got to get better. It's just got to get better. It, it happened again, Mike. Uh, the match, and I feel like it kind of went flat because outside of Roman beating him down and Roman playing to the crowd like he always does, and he does a very good job of it, but you, that's a, the typical Roman match now where it's, he slows things down to build to that big finish, whatever it's going to be. I also think it's a way to protect Roman from not getting injured. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, for sure. oh absolutely. Especially heating up into like the season we're getting into. Like you yeah. got to protect that investment storyline purposes. I yeah. Mean, you, you need him to be okay. But there was no big comebacks or no big, like, I, I don't want to use the word flashy, but nothing that really grabbed the audience to be like, holy smokes. LA Knight's pulling out everything he can. And I think I think I pinpointed the the part where people lose connection with LA Knight. What's that, Scott? And this is if, if professional wrestlers are out there listening, they're going to hate the fact that I say this because I'm just some fat guy from Regina, Saskatchewan. But that's right. I don't think when I don't think he's the best seller facially. I don't believe when he's down on the ground after getting beaten up, he's got that anguish, that hurt, that desire to fight through it i feel like and i really watched this this match because it's there's always been something missing with me for la night and i think this is it i think the fact that the sell job isn't a hundred percent believable there yeah he'll lay on the ground and he'll sell his back and whatnot but i almost feel like i could see him thinking a little bit like hey what's next what's I, next i bet he is because i i feel like moment to moment he's getting carried through because I still just don't think he's that great in the ring. Mm -hmm. And I'm a hundred percent with you on that point. Now for a while there, I was like, no, he's good. He's good. He's just, he doesn't have anything flashy to kind of grab the crowd to bring back, but you're a hundred percent right. It, I, his ring work is good, but there's nothing that gets the crowd invested to really cheer him on, really bring him and will him back. I, I don't know how agents backstage <clears throat> or anyone is just be like, you got to go to the PC and get more reps in. Like we got to get you working against people to make you better because I'm just not seeing it. And he's getting put into matches and I'm still not seeing growth. Like you can rely only so much on that talking. It's working so well right now, but that bubble will burst, especially on a Saudi card where wrestling was happening. Mm -hmm. It's hard when it's shows like that, where it's like, you ain't here to cut a promo. You did that work leading up to the show. That's done. Now it's time to actually do the job you're you're supposed to do. And that crowd, I think, wavered at times just because you're we say it all the time, you're tired. Mm -hmm. Like if you're an audience and you see some great matches, which there was before that main event, you get tired. 
you can only invest so much before you're like, I'm cheered out. I've been standing hooting and hollering. I need a, I need a break. And it kind of felt that going into the main event, that this Saudi crowd was losing a little bit of that. Yeah. We that felt that a, a couple times throughout the night uh, that in matches that weren't the opener, let's be honest, the opener uh, of every card is going to be the hottest at, at first, the hottest match of the night because the crowd's excited and all right, let's, let's get her going, ready to go here. The show is started, but yeah, it, it was the typical Roman match where the bloodline comes out to help out. You know, Jimmy Uso comes out to distract uh, LA Knight. And I thought we would get something a little bit different, but it felt a little bit more carbon copy because now we're just going to have the storyline of LA Knight complaining the same way Drew does. And Sammy has in the past and Kevin Owens has in the past where I would be champion, but, you know, the bloodline screwed me. And... Yeah that shelf life is getting shorter and shorter with people's attention spans and wanting to see what's next. I still have pretty solid faith that the end of this Roman storyline will work out and be entertaining and make me want to stick around and tune into SmackDown each week. But as soon as you like, you keep doing the carbon copy stuff where you're just getting Jimmy to cause a distraction all right, you're basically going back to Monday Night Raws from the the late, you know, 2017s, 2018s, where it's carbon copies, same stuff every week. And that's not good because SmackDown still bringing in over 2 million viewers. And you don't want to lose any of those, especially at this time of year when you're going into no. Rumble season and Mania season. But obviously, Roman won, retained the title. Uh, LA Knight, yeah, LA Knight, I'm sure will have uh, something to say about that on SmackDown this week. But or Or don't, let's move on. Get yeah. him as far away from that loss as possible. It's the only thing you can do. I, I would love to see it. I don't think we're going to see Roman on SmackDown this week. I don't think anything's been promoted like that. So, yeah, we're off to the races with the other storylines here. Uh, before we get into what I consider the match of the night, I want to get into Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio for the U.S. Championship. Uh, we both picked Logan Paul to win, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, we picked yeah. Logan to win dirty. It's exactly what happened with the brass yeah. knuckles. You and I talked about this on the phone. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. New U.S. champion. Uh, last year at this time, he was at Crown Jewel against Roman Reigns. That's right. Put on a hell of a match. People were saying that's a match of the year contender. I mean, people are pretty fucking nuts. It's a very good match. Very good match. A very good, very good match. Uh, I loved watching Logan Paul work against Rey Mysterio. So... Turns out, maybe not boxing is your calling, pal, but you're making one hell of a professional wrestler. Uh, what can at this point you can't come at me and be like, he's not that good. He's that fucking good, and even better, and, and he's and he's that good to take care of Ray in an almost missed spot. You've seen it now all over the internet. That mm-hmm. have been fucking on your head and neck. Yep, he made sure he caught his ass and protected him. Logan is getting the parts of the business that matter, but he looks damn good for someone who has done it for such a short time. He looks damn good. I think the word that we need to insert there is the wrestling instincts, it, which I, I, in, in my opinion, at least half of the the people in the PC right now and even on NXT don't have. It, it's, I mean, we've heard like people's comments of like, you're the quickest to ever pick this up in terms of someone coming in. Like we thought bad bunny was good. 
when we had saw Bad Bunny go the first time, we're like, damn, like, well done. Bad Bunny kind of gets it. Logan Paul absolutely gets it. If I'm Logan Paul or Logan Paul camp, it's just like, I think you should stick out this for a bit and really see where it can take you. Because the traction it gets him, like he's already a huge name, obviously. The WWE loves it. That's why they were invested in the first place to get him over here. Hell of an athlete out there doing fucking hangman's moves better than hangman. (laughs) I I just don't know what else to say. Like it's a great matchup against Ray. Like it's a match you'll walk away outside of the opener. We'll get to it. But this, this was something special. Like Logan, Logan's incredible. It's wild to me that this guy's not a full-time professional wrestler that has so many years under his belt. It's wild to me that, and I don't think it ever will happen, but that he's not a full-time pro wrestler working on the on the in the fed every week on raw and smackdown it's wild to me because every time i look at that guy in the ring he's got it not only does he seem to have the physicality down when he's on the offense and doing the high spots too obviously he can do those he sells like a motherfucker Obviously, training did a lot. Like I mean, I remember his first match where we were just like, yeah, it's pretty easy to go to the PC and, and learn when the spots are and do that. We're way past that now. We're way past this. Like, is it more rehearsed before you go in? Hell no. Like I, with him and Ricochet even too, I felt like he's learning to listen. And like, I, I don't think Logan's calling the match no. in there by any means. But I think he's able to adapt and listen and he's really doing well on the fly. Like, I don't believe any of this now. It's just like, yeah, everyone's got their spots planned before they go in. Like, hey, we're going to hit this big spot at about here, but you got to fill in the gaps. And that's the wrestling instinct, right? Like, I fully believe that Rey Mysterio is the the guy running the show in that match. But the it, it's all there. The whole package is there. The athleticism, the wrestling instincts, the selling. He looks like he's been in a fight when that match is done which a lot of guys don't have. I'm going to be honest. LA Knight doesn't have that. LA Knight looks the exact same for when he makes his entrance to when his match is done. Doesn't look like he's been in a fight. Doesn't even look like he's broken a sweat. And to me, visually, that's a thing. Growing up, did Bret Hart look like he was in a fight when his match was done? Absolutely. Shawn Michaels, absolutely. Hell, even The Undertaker, when he was doing the full-blown dead man gimmick, looked like he was in a fight after he was done. There was that's done for a reason and a purpose and guys today don't always do that and for me i said it to you on the phone i'm going to say it publicly on the in my house pro wrestling podcast what logan paul is doing right now reminds me of what Shawn michaels did in the early 90s when he first got on his own wow working his ass off. and that's high praise that's high praise Shawn michaels is my guy He's the guy that I've watched the most. I've watched his matches more than any other pro wrestler's matches. Shawn Michaels and Logan Paul have those instincts, have every the look of, I was in a fight and I came out on top. I'm a dirty, cocky, chicken shit heel. And they still always come out talking shit, whether they won or lost. You hate them for it. But God damn it, you have to watch the next time he's on TV. You have to listen it, the next time that guy's got a microphone. They've got Logan Paul has that same thing in him in 2023 that Shawn Michaels had in wow. 193. I mean, it, it's a great way to describe that. And obviously, I think his run is going to extend a little bit better now. You're holding a title. 
and I mean it's a it's a fighting title unfortunately like US can't stay stagnant like you keep that belt on TV if someone has it you got to you got to do something with it I do expect some stuff to come from it very excited to. to see who they match up with him cuz you've been getting the who's who of opponents right like mm-hmm. they're really picking for his style obviously ricochet was going to happen that giant spot they had it was built to be like they're doing a fucking match yeah but him and ray like history is there already and i think ray even knows too like something about this kid like ray doesn't have to do those favors but he's like yeah like there's something about this kid that's special love to see it you made a great point about because i've been curious and in my opinion I'd like to see Logan Paul be like, all right, you want to see this title again? I'll see you in 30 days. You're not going to see me. I got to go promote Prime. I got my podcast. I'm doing hits here, this, this, and that. But as you were talking, I was like, holy shit, they can't do that because Roman on SmackDown leaves with the title. Now, if you have Logan leave with the title, you don't have any titles left on SmackDown other than the women's title and the tag titles. And those don't get enough love as it is. So It's, It's a good time for probably work on the promo work for Logan. Let's get him out there in front of people some more. Like, I mean, not to say he can't talk, but like, I don't think he's at the level of like most pro wrestlers on that roster when they come out with a mic in their hand. Right. And that's, that's the hardest part. Like, I mean, it's weird that like we just talk about LA Knight and how he has that. Mm -hmm. But the thing you kind of need is when people are buying tickets for a big show, they're here to see you fucking work in, in the ring. But Logan had that since he walked in. (laughs) Uh, he's just like oh i know how to do this in the ring part i'll get there yeah he's he's shitty like at some point i think they're gonna turn him face i think at some I point do. organically he's going to be turned face by the crowd yeah. because he puts on great great matches and he makes everyone look good including himself his opponent looks like a badass by beating this guy down i think eventually it'll it'll come where he gets turned face um i'm curious to see because we're getting war games at Survivor Series, but I don't know if we're getting any other traditional Survivor Series matches. But if we do, I don't know who all the members would be, but imagine Logan Paul with Austin Theory, another chicken shit heel, and Grayson Waller, another chicken shit heel. Cool. And if The Miz was still a full-blown chicken shit heel, which he's a bit of a tweener now, you could add that guy too. But um, you got three whiny little brats on a team, and you got yourself a bit of a team right there, but. I um no, I think they're gonna give him a, a solos match again. I'd hope so. I, yeah. I'd hope so. I, I can't wait to see who it is. Maybe it's against Ray again. Who knows? I, I'd I'd watch that again. They had a great match. Sure. Um, um, go ahead. Let's t- touch on some stuff lightly. Um, the women's championship matches. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what are we doing with women's wrestling then? I thought EO versus Bianca was a, a really good match. Uh, it's okay. It, the crowd was okay. dead. The crowd was burnt out. I'm not. I'm not like live or die by a crowd engaging live to make me enjoy what's happening in the ring. Mm-hmm. I've never. I've never done that because that way we'd hate everything Japan does. Oh, well, that's because they are that's a different they, viewing. They, but it, but for me, it's just like they are quiet by mm-hmm. nature. Like it's just they appreciate wrestling in a different way. Yeah, I just did not feel like it had a big match feel, which think- it should. I, it, that's one of the biggest problems with the women's division. Like we thought we were going to get that a lot more with Rhea Ripley since she won the title at Mania, but she's been so involved with Judgment Day storyline stuff that she hasn't been defending that title a whole bunch. And then when she does, it's kind of uh, almost a Roman Reigns thing. Well, we know she's not losing it to this and, person, and it's in a fucking mess of a match. 
Rhea Ripley doesn't need to be in a fucking five-way goddamn dance, man. Get get Rhea Ripley a fucking opponent. If it be Shayna Baszler, sure. Have it be Nia Jax. I could give a fuck who it is. Rhea Ripley needs to defend that title one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Because every time we see Rhea shine, Rhea Charlotte, it's it's fucking excellent. It can be excellent. That when you get that many dance partners in the ring, it's already tough to do, regardless, male or female. You can see majority of times we see matches like this on shows, we probably are the most sour on them. Mm-hmm. Like really, like we like traditional tag team wrestling, we love. This is a fucking hard thing to do. And I don't know why it's just like, do we get them on this? Is how we get them on the card? Maybe they don't go on the card. At this point, it's a business. Like, if you're explaining to yourself, like, we got to get people on the card. No, you don't. You need to do what's right to make sense for the show. Mm-hmm. And just like some of that was cool. Um, Shannon Baszler's um, submission spot, really cool. Had never seen something like that. Don't fucking lean into that anymore, though. We oh, saw you know it. The- you know they're going to do it on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown yeah. for the next three, four weeks, need three, four pay-per-views. But, but there's my problem, too. Like, what makes that special at Crown Jewel? It's just proving to me more and more. I'm like, let's get this shit together for the women. Like, how fucking NXT has figured this out? And, like, we're still, like, AW still not learning. And obviously, the Fed is not learning. I can't speak to, like, Impact or what they're doing there. But, like, Jesus Christ. When this movement started, I think it's, I mean, obviously, I think they're timid to do an all-female pay-per-view again i they haven't see, done it since they did the one I, I could see why and i think their reasoning is just like turnout and obviously the people who watched and i hate to say that but you're you're not going back to it for a fucking reason let's build back up to that point where that could be a possibility of something we can see because there can be really great there's so much fucking talent like i just mm-hmm. i'm blown away every time a pay-per-view happens and i'm just like how again does this not feel better uh it for me it's a lot of the storylines especially on the raw side are rushed and it's just like oh we got a pay-per-view coming up in two weeks we gotta get the women on the show let's do this smackdown's done a better job in my opinion of building those storylines with eo and and damage control and bianca and now Kyrie sane returning and Kyrie sane was taken out originally by bailey and then Kyrie left so the storytelling is there it's just not very mainstream right now and so it kind of gets lost in the mix on SmackDown. But I think, I think I, I shouldn't say, I think I just have hope that we'll do better. And we'll, I have hope that more things will come. I honestly feel like a lot of women are not going to be getting super invested in things because everything seems like it's kind of on hold for the Jade Cargill debut and whatever her plans are going to be going into the mania season and mania weekend. So that's kind of how I feel like Charlotte's on the show on SmackDown, but she's kind of just treading water and having random tag team matches. Becky's no longer the NXT champion, but they definitely teased Becky and, and Rhea a couple weeks ago. Jade's been heavily teased on NXT, but we haven't seen her up on the, so there's stuff there, but it's usually involving the four same three or four yeah. women and not the rest of the card. I will say Rod does a good job at attempting to get as a lot more women on the card these days, but because we haven't been given a reason to care about all these extra women yet, I think they're building on it. I think they're laying groundwork. My hope is that it doesn't just die after Survivor Series when it's going to be women versus women in a big tag team match kind of thing, right? So it's it's funny, like we we bring that up again, that like lull in storytelling. I think that's across the board, to be honest. Like I, I think the men are are suffering that too. I think the um, 
the shakiness of the bloodline stuff was the start of it for me where I'm like, oh, okay, like you got to start leaning into other things. And there's been some good little feels like we thought Shinsuke and Seth was going to be a, a real fucking story, like a real mm-hmm. program also fell flat. I mean, I like I, the story, but the match, the finish of the way that match turned out, Mike just didn't yeah. feed into the story, but sorry, go on. And then um, I feel like they, they really have some good, good things going with that. Like drew and Seth, where is the segue into love the build great hell hellacious promo that they had between the two of them and not only that but a fantastic fucking match yeah like just just wow i i'm gonna say it now like wwe drew mcintyre is a guy you need to fucking push forward every yep. time like he dealt with the covid shit he did it he rode through drew mcintyre is a fucking star and when you can go lace him up with seth who is we we both know like we're Fucking Seth Rollins marks. Love Ooh, what yeah. that guy does in ring on the Burn mic. He's an incredible, incredible pro wrestler. Drew is in there toe to toe. And he's a guy who lays his fucking shit in. He makes me believe that he is hurting someone. And that is tip of the hat in pro wrestling where you're like, you're making me believe. He's great at it. My biggest worry now is where are you going, Drew? Where are you going? I don't think this is the end of the Drew McIntyre Seth Rollins angle i think he's going to be involved in survivor series at somehow with with seth i just don't know where yet I haven't quite booked it yet i even I after the even after the sammy promo which i also think too like well the sammy God. promo was great but sammy and seth fought they had their title match on raw this past week oh they did have it yeah great and um seth Judgment won day. oh seth won clean that's one clean yep it was clean, like it was a, a roll up, a reversal yeah. out of a, a Boston Crab into a roll up. At first, I'm like, "Ooh, this little wonky, what's going on?" Oh, holy shit, he got him! Like it, yeah. I I enjoyed it. And then the Judgment Day come down afterwards, but the, the match is. played out, and I think it was two or three segments, and a decent crowd of the Mohegan Sun Arena. And <laughs> <laughs> to me, my worry is, is like, okay, a couple weeks ago, Sammy said, "I I I need to be a world champion. I've never been a world champion." And then he gets his match. My worry is now is that that mini storyline about him wanting to be a world champion is done. And I don't want it to be because I think with raw having that secondary world championship, you can give a guy like Sammy a, a test run with that title. Yes. Yeah. See if he pulls in ratings, numbers, money, merch, whatever it is. And if it doesn't, he doesn't, but at least he can say forever. All right. I was a world champion in WWE. And I think that guy's earned it in my opinion. So mm-hmm. really enjoyed hey, Seth. So- Really I just don't think he's going to be a champion, but I'm with you. That match to um, to really get things going, fucking smart. Man, smart. when I watched when I watched Seth and Drew, and it was the opener, we didn't talk about that, even though we teased it on the last show. Uh, I felt like I was watching a a, a really strong pay per view match from you know the in your house days. I felt like, damn, I'm invested. These guys are killing it. Great crowd, great great false finishes. I bit twice. I I told you twice on the phone the other day. They got me twice in that match. Yep. Uh, so if you're doing that for me, I, I'm in, and it was a hell of a start, a great way to start on raw this past week. Drew pulled up to the building, got out of his car, got interviewed. He didn't say anything. Well, he attempted to get interviewed, didn't say anything, got back in his car and left. So I am curious to see what's next for Drew McIntyre, but solid show, uh, for you and myself, when it comes to booker of the year, you pick Seth, I picked Drew. I was wrong there, but I picked EO, you picked Bianca. So kind of even there kind of right when i think i'm like i'm just smarter (laughs) but um 
fun show. I'm excited for Survivor Series. They did announce War Games on Monday. They they, they did that bad too. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> you had Adam Pierce uh, do the whole War Games thing on yeah. Raw, but you've got William Regal there. He doesn't need to be an on-air character. Just have him come out, look around. The crowd would have popped. The internet crowd would have popped even more. And have William Regal yell war games and then go back. He doesn't. And then we don't need to see him again. He just made it official. But, if, it, if it's not like clips of him saying it in the video packages for Survivor Series, I'm going to yeah. lose my fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Like wasted, wasted opportunity. Agreed. But, but all, overall, like Crown Jewel, was, it was a, f- a fun show. Like, it was fun, yep. It's it's nothing I left salty about. Obviously, mm-hmm. we knew going in outcomes, which a lot of the internet joined us in saying, yeah, this is the most predictable card WWE's had in a long time. Funny, I felt that way about the last few shows WWE's yeah. put on that they're coming to predictable. We're getting into heavy stuff, though. Like, we, you have to remember, not every show is going to move the needle, but, like, Survivor Series will. Yeah. And before you know it, we're at the Rumble. And those are shows that really get going. And then we're in it. Like from from Rumble to Mania, it get ready, like because that's where you put your fucking work in. Yeah, once we get through full gear next week and Survivor Series the week after that, I don't think there's a wrestling pay per view until uh, if they're doing day one at the beginning of the year. No, uh, AEW has a New Year's Eve pay per view. That's right, and I don't know if WWE has one as well for January first. But anyway, we've got a good six weeks of shows to do, including our year end show, which yep. Will uh will be a lot of fun, but I really want to break down like almost kind of do what ifs. What if Seth loses the title? Let's say let's say at Rumble. What's Seth's path for Mania? What's the match for Seth? Because that to me, if he doesn't have that title or isn't in that title picture, who is he going up against? Mm-hmm. Uh, same with LA Knight. Like when does he meet up to win the U.S. title or go up against Logan or does he go to it? Like do they hold off on that match until Mania? Like. I think that's some fun stuff we can do there, but we'll get into the what ifs a little bit later on, pal. Uh, before we wrap up here, last week you introduced a new segment. Uh, news of my, I don't know. We need to name the segment. I mean, uh, just banter from the paralegal. But this week's news <laughs> coming from us from wrestlinginc.com is, of course, about our boy, Vince McMahon. Oh. Um, TKO list Vince McMahon board membership is potential financial risk. In a new SEC filing. According to the SEC filing, McMahon's board membership could lead to negative publicity and or have other adverse financial and operational impacts. Boy, everyone was just like, uh-oh, Endeavor's bad news. This is bad. Vince is going to be back in. Fucking no. They're here to run a business. Um, obviously, more light came out. There was additional scrutiny um, over some hush money payments payments um that have been found this is even after that internal investigation so i think they're leaning towards we should probably distance to save face which i think wow smart smart but this shouldn't be shocking like in my opinion you know who you're getting when you get vince mcmahon on your board now especially after the last couple years that we've had with vince and all these allegations and all this hush money being paid out and whatnot. So it's, it's how you're, you're looking the light, right? Like yeah. they're, they're looking at it as like the investigation can still change the perceptions of business partners within this deal. Yeah. So like how you are working with a man like that, who clearly was doing something wrong and clearly there was payouts found. Mm-hmm. And like, since then that has been 
cleaned up, but you can't really bounce back from those kind of accusations and things happening. Not this so, day and age. Perception no, is, is perception, right? And and for them, I'm I'm thinking, yeah, this is a no brainer kind of mm-hmm. decision to say to the SEC, like, hey, like we're aware and we're we're gonna do something about it. Uh, Vince McMahon's leaving filthy rich. Yeah, Vince McMahon is a, a filthy rich man. Uh, I just I find it bizarre that it took them this long. Like it took them this this meeting mm-hmm. to get this together. Yeah, but I think we would have noticed too right away when Triple H found the helm again, because I think they knew they're like, okay, so we've seen something from when you were doing things into when you had someone in your ear editing things at the last minute. I think we want you to continue in the path you were on. We're willing to ride that out. Yeah, I mean, we know who who made this company what it was, but you have to adapt and move with the times. I think it's smart. I think when people looked at this deal to begin with, it was shocking and crazy, but. Uh, it's promoters at heart. I think they're going to do great things for the WWE. I, I clearly think everyone's on board with making more money. Well, it's already happening. Dana White's came out and said, "Oh, we're we're doing a show, a UFC show in Saudi Arabia," and Vince McMahon is a hundred percent the reason because of his connections over there. So they're making each other money. So. Yeah, it's easy peasy. I I don't know. I just like reading that a little bit. Everything else, wrestling news wise, is always the same kind of shit. Like. Let's talk about MJF. What's he going to do in 2024? Yeah, Sign no. with AEW. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike, before we go, yes. we kind of tease it at the beginning there. We're running out of time here. Uh, it is a double recording this week, and you'll hear it next week because uh, earlier this week, myself and Paralegal Mike, Paralegal Mike and myself, we put a, or we recorded a new installment of our interview series. The backstage brawl. The backstage brawl here on the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Mike and I sat down with professional wrestler, the headline, Sean Martins, who you can see coming up this month here in November for the CWE tour coming through Manitoba and Saskatchewan. You will hear that next week leading into the beginning of that tour. And fun interview, man. I love learning about the beginnings and backstories of of local pro wrestlers and, and hearing about their grind. So, Stick around. Stay tuned for that. Obviously, it'll be up on our socials at In My House Pod as soon as it's posted early next week. So make sure you're keeping an eye on that and uh, hitting that share button. Share this podcast. Share the interview podcast with all of your friends and wrestling fans alike. And let us know what you think of the show on the uh, socials at In My House Pod. Give us a rating on the Spotify or wherever you listen to the show as well. That's it for us.